Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. We are off and running on a glorious Monday morning, uh, sitting in for the boys, Mitch and Paul. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback who knew that his former team had. Was never in doubt to pull out the victory late last night on Christmas night. A miracle, a festivist miracle, Christmas miracle, however you want to say it, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bring it home and win 19-16 to in overtime against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Merry Christmas to all. Michael Lombardi will join us later on in the program, 8 o'clock Eastern. We'll talk to NFL Hall of Fame GM Bill Polian at 9 o'clock Eastern as well. Mr. King, how was your Christmas? And uh, yeah, your former team, never a worry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure as they kept panning to the luxury suite there in Phoenix, they showed uh, Mr. Bidwell, uh, Adrian Wilson, and I forget the other gentleman's name that are running the Arizona Cardinals currently in the absence of Steve Klein, who is out for health reasons. Please tell Coach Kingsbury, do not win this game. I'm sure that's what happened last <laughs> night, and that's the only way Tampa came back from down 16-6 to be victorious in overtime. There are some strange things happening late in that game, Tim. One, why was Cliff Kingsbury going no huddle, hurry up offense? What about Eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. I did not understand that. Then they get to overtime. He decides to forego James Conner and the run game that had been pretty effective in favor of something named Trace McSorley, and that didn't go so well. Tampa gets the win. I can see it now. Tampa's going to win the NFC South and get into the playoffs and pull the upset in week one, and we're going to be forced to watch what is awful television for longer than we should. You're calling it right now, Buccaneers over Cowboys? Yeah, I, I can weekends. see it happening right now. Catching points at yep. home. Tom Brady, home underdog in wild card weekends. What was the Middle score? of January. What was the score when they played first? Was it 16-3 to or 19-3 to of snooze fest? I already know the play. Week one, yeah, 19-3. Yeah. Yep, I already know the play. <laughs> over three and a half field goals. Go ahead and mark it right now. <laughs> Tampa, Dallas, wild card weekend. Well, we got a lot to unpack from the weekend. We will 
Gets you the latest on Circus Survivor. It was a roller coaster of a weekend for anybody who was fortunate enough to be vying for the $6.13 million pot in Circus Survivor. We had tweets from Derek Stevens late on Christmas Eve night as there was an opportunity for a winner-take-all situation that did not unfold. We'll get into all of that here in just a little bit. But, Sean, let's start with what we saw last night in Glendale. I forgot. It was the Sean King Bowl. It was. Your first team against your second team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Arizona Cardinals, and your first team getting the best, winning 19-16. to And somehow, some way, Tom Brady keeps on figuring these games out. Now, you also have to... You know, add in the fact that they lost by four touchdowns to San Francisco and got beat up pretty good against the Bengals. However, their last two wins, they have trailed by 13 points in each of those. So we have a little sound from Tom Terrific. What exactly has been the special sauce to the Buccaneers continuing to figure out ways to come back and get these magical wins? You know, just too many plays to not get ahead. And then, you know, we played better there in the fourth quarter. We executed pretty well. Hit a bunch of uh, broke some tackles, you know, ran hard. A lot of guys made plays in the past game. Some, you know, contested catches. Got a hit as soon as they caught it and, and came up with it. So defense really stepped up. So it was a, a great way to, uh, you know, down 10 in the fourth quarter on the road. It's great to find a way to win. Right now, Sean, Tampa Bay is almost a touchdown favorite on Sunday against Carolina in a game that has massive NFC South implications. Carolina already has beaten Tampa Bay head-to-head, beat them earlier 21-3 to in the season. So as it stands right now, Sean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do have a one-game lead over Carolina and New Orleans, by the way. But Tampa Bay, with this magical victory last night, coming from, uh, what was it, double digits down, Cliff Kingsbury deciding on a third and one instead of just giving it to James Conner. Hey, we're going to pitch it out wide, and Golston's going to pick up the Conner wasn't ball. even in the game. In overtime. I, I'm t- oh, yeah. oh, on that play, he was lined up as the fullback. Right. This, this is, the call came down. <laughs> Don't mess up the draft selection status that we currently have because this was bad Cardinals way more than it was good Bucks. Well, they keep figuring it out, and uh, for a team, you know, we talk about the Vikings, and we'll get to the Vikings, certainly as the show goes on, another incredible win for them, 61-yarder as time expires, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a point differential of negative 38, Sean, (laughs) and are in first place of the NFC South, and are in line, as you alluded to, to host a playoff game if it bears out the way that we expect the final two games of the season, home to the Panthers, where, as mentioned, you know, right now, depending on where you look, I think DraftKings, five and a half. Saw some other spots here in town in Vegas, six and a half. So just a shade under a touchdown. And then they close out at home against the fighting Desmond Ritters of Atlanta. So Tampa Bay, certainly the odds are in their favor, Sean, that they will be in the playoffs and hosting a playoff game in all likelihood, against the Dallas Cowboys. This may be the all-time worst presentation of the game that I've seen in the NFL. As the NFC sits right now, there'll be six teams playing in the playoffs. Half of those six have negative point differential on the season. As you mentioned, Tampa's negative 38. The Giants are in commanders sit at minus 28. And all three of those teams currently would be participants in the wild card weekend of the National Football League. You can't make this stuff up, people. And if you think it's just the one conference, in the AFC, two of the six teams have a negative point differential. Chargers at minus 28, Dolphins at minus 5. Well, you mentioned the seventh playoff spot currently occupied in the NFC by the Washington Commanders, who fell over the weekend. Uh, But the Green Bay Packers don't, Look away now. Here they come, Sean. The Green Bay Packers are now just a half game back of the Washington Commanders to grab that final playoff spot. And it's as simple as this. If Washington loses one of their final two games, which is a home game to the Cowboys, 
and a home, home game to conclude the season against the Cowboys and this weekend against the Browns. And the Packers went out. The Green Bay Packers would head into the postseason. Tip of the cap to you on Friday night on VEASAN Primetime. We give out our favorite our top three favorite NFL plays. One of yours was the Packers catching the points. They go down. They take care of business. Uh, wasn't the prettiest start, but they rally at the end. And now you're looking at a team, Sean, that had a three-game winning streak weeks two through four. Then they dropped five in a row, beat the Cowboys at home as a home dog, dropped two more in a row, and now... The Green Bay Packers have found a way to win three consecutive games. Their final two games are at Lambeau Field. How are you feeling about the prospects of Aaron Rodgers finding a way to get into the postseason? Well, I think it will be fun. But here's the Packers' issue. Their final two games versus the Vikings and the Lions are both teams that are going to be giving it their all. And by this, I mean because of the injury to Jalen Hurts and the collapse of the Philadelphia Eagles in the fourth quarter of that game. Again, yeah, it was a collapse. That's what I called it. Now Minnesota's only a game back of best record in the NFC. And as we know in this current playoff module, there's only one bye. So if this Hurts injury is going to keep him out and – the Eagles have Saints, Giants. Both of those teams are still fighting for playoff contention. You say Saints, yes. <laughs> have you seen the NFC South? They're all within a game. Saints, Bucks, Panthers, and Detroit's got the same record as Green Bay. So it's interesting how this is going to play out. It's not a scenario where one team may get a team resting their starters in the final week, Tim. So tough path ahead for Green Bay. Doable, but tough. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, and down the stretch we come, and the Commanders go out to San Francisco. I thought they would keep it close, and Taylor Heineke kind of proved to be who Taylor Heineke is. And I've been telling you. <laughs> have I not been saying? We host a show called Veasan Prime Time from 3 to 6. I've been saying it for three weeks. He's got a huge turnover field game coming. And you know what? He sold a whole 150 acres for $1.50. He just gave it away. San Francisco did not even have to take it. Listen, Taylor, Heineke, young quarterbacks, if the series and drive ends in a kick, it's not a bad thing. Sometime on third down, punting the ball on fourth is a win. But no, what does Taylor Heineke do? He panics. Loses the football, gives the 49ers great field position multiple times in that game. He got benched for Carson Wentz. We actually got a Carson Wentz sighting, and he came in and balled out. He did. He played well. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's exactly uh, when you want Taylor or Carson Wentz to uh, to come in for you late in game. So we got a lot to unpack as the show goes on. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We're sitting in for Mitch and Paul on this Boxing Day for our friends up north hope everyone had a very merry christmas how did circa survivor play out this weekend we'll get into it and the rough beats that were out there for circa survivor hey the countdown to 2023 has started at bet rivers online sportsbook they've got you covered to start the new year off with a bang join bet rivers on both new year's eve and New Year's Day to ring in 2023. Log into BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app on December 31st to receive a 22% profit bonus. That's right. Celebrate with BetRivers and get not one, but two profit boosts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. VSIN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, betting splits and betting reports. Folks, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the end of March Madness. Head over to vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is follow the money. I was about to say Visa and Prime Time. That's we're not on our show right now. We're filling in for Mitch and Paul. Don't worry, they'll be back <laughs> tomorrow. The rest of the week, but uh, Sean and I happy to hang out with you guys. Happy to hang out with uh, Visa superstar Dustin. Saw him. I did him on the mic giving out. Big winners like Jalen Waddle over receiving yards yesterday. He had used the alt number as well and got plus 250. Alt, just crushing yeah, I think it. he had, what, over 90. Bought it up because it was 63 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. But good for him. Dustin's like a borderline, you know, genius. You know how you get on the elevator? Borderline genius? Yeah, and, you know, I'm on the level where you have to have fingerprint access. Like, he's right there below working his way up. Yeah, uh, for those unaware of Sean's uh, belief in himself, it's high. I mean, look, I didn't play quarterback in the NFL. He did. You know, I didn't play in an NFC championship Did you game. see my preseason Pro Bowl candidate, Carson Wentz, and how excellent he looked? The well, only thing He would have looked a lot more excellent if he could have got me a hey, backdoor cover. The only thing that could prevent him from making a Pro Bowl was Ron Rivera, and, and that's what happened. Oh, and injury. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, if you're wondering, Dustin's, uh, Dustin's Christmas gift to all – Jalen Waddle finished up with a buck 43, five receptions and a touchdown. The the issue was that uh, Tua had a lump of coal in his stocking because he threw three picks in the second half, and he was brutal. I want to get to Circus Survivor here in just a moment, Sean, but real quickly on Tua. He's been such a polarizing topic this year, and as a former quarterback yourself and a quarterback coach, what do you see from Tua? Because it was a couple weeks ago that people were saying, well, you know, Tua, MVP, Tua's better than Justin Herbert. And now he has just laid a turd in the ton punch bowl these past, I don't know, three weeks. Well, I think when you look back on it and you look at that stretch where he threw three touchdowns in three consecutive games without an interception, look at the opponents. It was against the Lions before they started this magical run that mm -hmm. just culminated with them getting bludgeoned down in Charlotte by the Panthers. It was the Chicago Bears, who every quarterback looks like an MVP candidate. And it was the Cleveland Browns, who've been maybe the most disappointing team overall in the National Football League. Now what's happened, Tim, they have more film on what Mike McDaniel wants to do. Jeff Wilson's been banged up, so they haven't really had balance from a running attack standpoint. And just from a skill set standpoint, Tua is a terrible match for the kind of system the Miami Dolphins want to run. He has limited arm talent. He's not a plus athlete. 
and he's not going to dominate you because of his physical size. So what does Tua do well? Generally, he makes great decisions. So when you add in that he does not have a big-time arm, he's not Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields as an athlete, he's not Big Ben Roethlisberger, Josh Allen from a physical presentation standpoint, if he's not making good decisions, the Dolphins have no chance. And the last three games, he's really struggled from a decision-making standpoint. So I'm not sure what the answer is here. I know one person that's like, I tried to tell you, and that's Brian Flores. Remember, this all started because Brian Flores said Tua wasn't the guy. Bring in Mike McDaniel, you have some early season success, and that you've added Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle looks explosive, but right now Tua's getting explosed, if we're being honest. Well, we got two games left in the regular season for the Dolphins. They hold their cards if they want to make it to the postseason. Speaking of Tua, it's now 25 over 8 touchdowns to interceptions, but as mentioned, three picks yesterday what exactly happened to uh, on those three interceptions? On the first one, I tried to throw it over a defender, um, but I ended up really throwing over the defender and uh, Tyreek. So that one, that one got got away. Um, the the second one, um, you know, I I might have said the wrong play. I'm I'm not too sure, um, but. There was just some commu- communication errors on that, um, and then the third one was was just not a not a good ball um, for for my my receivers to to have been able to make a play on that. So, um, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, you you get an opportunity to play on a Christmas Day um, against a really good team, um, you know, and uh, you, you, I, I go out there and. You know, really, not not putting, not being able to put my best foot forward for for our team. So, Sean, right now, <laughs> first of all, they weren't a really good team. They were two games below five hundred coming in. <laughs> they've gotten their butt spanked by every good team they've played. And listen, Tua, don't do it. Like, don't get in front of the camera and try and walk people through. Just be like, hey, I played bad. I got to play better. Deuces. Like, he, it makes it. He almost seems like a, 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 a scolded child standing in front of his parents trying to explain why his room isn't clean. Like, uh, uh, like, come on to it, man. Don't do it. You played bad third game in a row. You have to play better. You know, it is what it is in the league, right? The game is the game. The expectations are there. Don't fall for the don't don't fall. Don't fall into that trap. Like that just makes it worse. Like that soundbite makes a terrible performance even look worse because people remember that forever. I don't know. When I look at the AFC landscape, we were just talking about the NFC and situation with Tampa. So Miami's now dropped three in a row. They are sitting there in the seventh playoff spot or the final playoff spot, seventh seed, I should say. Chargers actually lock up a playoff spot tonight with a victory over the Jeff Saturday led. Indianapolis Colts coming off. Foles is back. Don't count those chickens before they hatch. It might be the spot to take the points. Who's going to want to bet a team who just blew the biggest lead in the history of the NFL? So you got the Patriots, Jets, and Titans. Titan and the Steelers uh, all sitting there at 7-8. and Down the stretch, the Miami Dolphins, Sean, right now are where we sit at Circa, one-point favorite uh, this weekend, on the road at the New England Patriots. The Patriots coming off of... uh, a rather rough, I mean, we deserve better. I thought we would at least get a push on our Patriots plus three. That did not uh, That did not come home thanks to a missed extra point. What did, what did Peyton say? Darn kickers. <laughs> Idiot kicker. Idiot kickers. Idiot That's kicker. what it was. <laughs> um, so when you look at Miami, two games remaining, Sean, and it's, it's both against playoff contending teams or teams vying for playoff spots at the Patriots – home to the Jets, they've got the leg up right now being at 8-7 and seven, and everyone behind them being at 7-8. and eight. But from what we've seen from two of these last couple of weeks, what we've seen from this team kind of, you know, melting here, I mean, look, this team was 8-3, and three, and they are now fighting for a playoff spot after four consecutive losses. And now, I'm not going to sit here and say that outside of the home game against the Packers where they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Look, they were a dog in all these other games – 
at the Niners, at the Chargers, at the Bills, but still level of confidence that the Dolphins find their way into the postseason. And honestly, Sean, if you're sitting there in your Kansas City, you're like, great. Bring him to KC. We'll take him on wild card weekend. That works for us. Well, I'll tell you this. As much maligned as Tua has been, there are two fan bases that would take him in a heartbeat, and that's the Patriots and the Jets. If he can get Mac Jones and Zach Wilson by some gift from God, then, I mean, the Dolphins have a chance. But if the Patriots do what they should do, which is go back to Bailey Zappi because Mac Jones stinks right now, and I'm not going to give him credit for, you know, throwing a deep ball that gets deflected and ends up being a touchdown late in the game where he was abysmal from start to finish. And Zach Wilson's terrible. And he's absolutely terrible. So if the quarterback domino works for the Dolphins, they have a chance. If it doesn't, I think it's going to be tough sledding the way two is currently playing. You don't believe in Chris Strebler? <laughs> That was bad. I thought Tim Tebow had came back in the league. I was like, this is Tim Tebow watching, man. 19 to 3 at home. That feels like a million years ago back on Thursday night. I don't know how they got to three. <laughs> it's a miracle. That's what the that's what they say. All right. Uh we still got a lot to get to as the show goes on. I promise though, on the other side, we will hit the latest on circus survivor where one particular participant has to feel sick to their stomach they were this close they had Derek Stevens tweeting about winner take all possibilities and now they are bye bye we will get you the latest on where we all stand or where they all stand Sean and I are out of Circus Survivor where they stand on Circus Survivor Tim and Sean sitting in for Mitch and Paul it is follow the money here on Visa. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hour two of Follow the Money here on VSIN. And we're excited to be joined here in just a moment by Michael Lombardi as he will. Give us his thought. And, folks, it's football season. And that means the GM Shuffle is a must-listen for every football fan. You can hear from a gentleman we just mentioned, former NFL exec Michael Lombardi, as he gives his unfiltered opinion on players, teams, and coaching decisions every Monday and Thursday all throughout the football season. Download and subscribe to the GM Shuffle podcast from VSIN and DraftKings today, wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We're sitting in for Mitch and Paul on this Monday after Christmas, and we do that read to welcome in former NFL executive, three-time Super Bowl winning NFL exec Michael Lombardi. You can catch him on the Lombardi line later on today, and as mentioned, the GM Shuffle, uh, the podcast that he and Femi will be recording later on. And Michael, I'll start with what we saw yesterday down in South Beach Tua is a guy that has really been polarizing this year. The differing opinions out there. And now the Dolphins have dropped three in a row. And something I thought Sean hit on uh, very well in hour one, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, is you know what Tua is expected to do so well is the, the precision, right? How well of a, of a passer he is because he doesn't have the big arm. He's not that mobile. But when the precision is gone, and you see that yesterday, uh, what are the Dolphins to do with that quarterback moving forward now as they were 8-3, and three, and now Michael here on the day after Christmas, they said 8-7. and seven. Yeah, four-game losing streak. I mean, the, the, there is really, a, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, there are so many different opinions. I mean, this is uh, really, people watch a different game when they watch Tua. Uh, for me, I mean, I think Tua is an accurate thrower. I think he's got great rhythm to his game, but he doesn't have a strong arm, doesn't have elite quickness. He doesn't have anything elite in this game. And I think a lot of this goes back to Justin Herbert. You know, they made the decision to take Her Hubert, uh, Tua over Herbert, and they've been trying to justify it. Just listen to Mike McDaniel's comments after the game, you know I mean? 
typically, you know, I mean, he, he was going to defend Tua, Tua's the everything. It's It's been a promotional campaign that's been unlike any other. Remember, this guy was two weeks ago was in the top, what, three or four players for the MVP voting. I mean, I kid, too, I kid uh, Femi all the time that he's got a ticket. I mean, that's how that's how polarizing and how much strength he has in the promotional campaign. I think the underlying factor of Miami more than anything is the lack of ability on defense. They can't cover. They want to play man-to-man. They can't cover man-to-man consistently against, at least against good quarterbacks. And yesterday, not scoring in the second half, to me, was a real issue. And and to for me, McDaniels, you know, he's got this persona as well. You know, he's this elite coach. He gets away from what his strength is, which is the run game. He doesn't make a challenge on a, on a catch that probably should have been challenged, and it's not a touchdown. So there's a lot going on in Miami, more than just two as an accuracy. Yeah, I agree 100%, uh, Michael. I would say that the issue to me with Miami is they don't run the ball as effectively as the Niners do. They aren't as good on defense as the Niners are, which Mike McDaniel came from that Kyle Shanahan situation there in San Francisco. And so what happens is their quarterbacks' deficiencies get exposed, whereas San Francisco can hide Garoppolo's deficiencies. They can incubate Brock Purdy because they effectively run and consistently run the ball in their elite on defense. No doubt. I mean, but but McDaniels can run. I mean, they started that game gashing Green Bay, you know, and then he gets away from it. It's almost like he gets bored with it. And that was his... That was his claim to fame was the fact that he's this elite run game uh, play caller, you know, run game play drawler, you know, and, and they got away from it. And and they have to run the ball to protect their defense. Their defense, if it played 27 minutes, might be a lot better. But when they play 32 minutes, they're not very good. Speaking of quarterback play, uh, let's move over to New England for a second because I know New England – on the surface, looks like they made this great comeback. It was filled with, with fluke plays. A lot of noise is being made in Boston about Bill Belichick moving from Mac Jones to Bailey Zappi. You agree with that, or is this not all on the second-year quarterback? I, I think if Mac Jones didn't play the way he did last year I, with Josh McDaniels, I would say something. You know, something's they blew the pick. But we have that data. We've watched those games. And I, I agree with you. I mean, 22-18, they have a chance to win the game. They turn it over again. They fumble, which has been their modus operandi pretty much all season. They haven't been able to protect the football. This is unlike any Belichickian team I've ever seen. But to me, it's really not about one player. Is Mac playing well? No, not at all. Mac's not playing well at all. But no one on that offense is playing well at all. I think the bigger issue that gets kind of caught up outside of the, the Patriots is how bad their offensive line is playing fundamentally technique and have their coach. I mean, everybody gives Patricia a lot of criticism for his play design and play calling. Fair. But he's also in charge of the offensive line, and that's a disaster. That line isn't playing anywhere near where it needs to play. I think if that's if I if you said to me, boil down the number one area of concern for the Patriots is their lack of offensive line play and the lack that the line hasn't improved. And they've got some really good players in that line. Yeah, I would say uh, this is a, definitely a direct shot. Maybe the special teams coach should be coaching special teams. Uh, that seems to be an Achilles heel, whether it be the coverage units or in this particular game. If they just make their extra points, I mean, they're in a situation yeah. where they're that last drive where Stevenson fumble, it plays out completely different. Having said yeah. that, uh, Mike... Well, I'll say this though: we saw a lot of missed extra point. That weather in cold in weather games, we did. You know, in that weather, we knew extra. I thought it was going to be even more fourth down plays. I thought people were going to be less reluctant to punt. I thought the extra points were going to be up for debate. It all over all over the weekend. I really did. And I, I actually mentioned that to someone I was watching a game with, and that's maybe something to keep in mind as we move forward from a betting standpoint. That weather impacts the kickers as much as it does the quarterbacks. Can you speak to that through your experience? Well, I think the wind is what really affects it the most. You know, I mean, it, you know, the fact that Prater made that kick in Green Bay last week from from way out, not Prater, Gay, I think it was, he made that kick out there, the longest one. It's hard to kick a cold ball. It's hard to, to get a lot of distance. And then it's hard to control it with the wind. I mean, we saw that, you know, in, in the uh, – 
we, we saw that yesterday. Miami's kicker missed one, and, and it wasn't even bad, but it was 50 degrees in Miami, which is unlike weather there. But I think ultimately those extra points are going to be up for debate. And you get into one of these championship games or these playoff games, you got to be really careful. You know, just don't assume that that ball's going through. You know, Cincinnati missed an extra point as well in that game too. They did. Now, at the end of the year, you know as well as anyone, and we have Michael Lombardi here, former NFL executive, one of our experts here at VEASAN, at the end of the year, they don't remember how you won. They just remember how many numbers you have on the win column side. But please tell me what is going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is it Brady's old? Is it the weapons aren't as good as they were? Or is it a combination of a bunch of things? And can the Bucs get it fixed if they can find a way to make it to the playoffs? I mean, I, I think they'd be a bad playoff team if they get there. But if Carolina gets there, they're a bad playoff team. If New Orleans gets there, they're, anybody from the South is a bad playoff team. But to me, the problem in, in Tampa is their offensive line requires Brady to get rid of the ball quickly. There's really no rhythm. There's really no organization within the offense. Receivers run routes. Brady throws it differently. You know, he got hit last night. I mean, the fact that they had to go to overtime against Trace McSorley, I mean, God bless Trace McSorley, you know, tough kid, Penn State, all that. But, you know, to me, that was one of those, the Sharps were all over Tampa again, you know, and the fact that because he's, they're playing Trace McSorley, I mean, they should have had a two-touchdown lead. The other thing is Tampa can't run the ball on anybody. They can't really get a good run game going. So with Brady's thrown it 40, 45, 50 times a game, and it exposes their line, it exposes their lack of cohesiveness on offense. So... You know, they're just not a well-designed team. There's nobody there that really fits what, you know, we, Brady wants a nickelback. Brady needs an inside slot receiver and a tight end, and they really don't have any of the three. As an organization, because of how that transpired, what can you do to prevent it? I mean, they had the unexpected retirement of Ali Marpet. Ryan Jensen gets hurt in training camp, their Pro Bowl center there without Donovan Smith, their left tackle yesterday. Like because of the way that that offensive line has been decimated, is there anything the organization could have done differently? No, I just think it's hard. Then Josh Wells gets hurt yesterday. Yeah, you know, so now they're down to the third left tackle, and that kid actually, I thought he played pretty well. Brady didn't get much pressure; he had time to throw. So you know, that on the one pass that got intercepted, that was on him. But I mean, you you, you watch them; they didn't work that bad. No, I, I think look, the one thing we know about the National Football League: you lose linemen, there's not you don't have enough good linemen. There's not most teams don't have five good linemen, let alone have an eight, nine, and ten. We're talking once again, Michael Lombardi. Once again, check out the Lombardi line later today. He and Patrick Maher, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. Check them out on the weekends as well. And the Lombardi line, or excuse me, the GM Shuffle podcast, I beg your pardon, uh, with Femi Abebefe. Uh, they'll be recording that later on this morning as well. Uh, as we let you run here, Michael, the San Francisco 49ers seem to be a runaway freight train at this point in time. They've got an eight-game winning streak. They've been covering machines, and they're doing it with Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, at quarterback. And I know that that simplifies it a lot because they got a lot of positive pieces there. But but what can you say about what we've seen from Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers? I mean, it wasn't that long ago this team got blown out by the Chiefs and were three and four. Yeah, they were, but they were injured that week. They also got beat by Atlanta, but that wasn't their team. They were all hurt. I mean, especially defensively. I think what Purdy's done is just execute the offense, not try to be a hero. The thing is, too, you can't run the ball in San Francisco, so you're always in a 50-pass game, and that's never good against that front. And they take advantage, like they did last weekend, on bad offensive lines. And Washington's offensive line, we said it before the game, and it proved out to be true. Their line is bad. San Francisco is going to be a hard team for any team to beat because they can run it and they can stop you from running it. Michael, great stuff as always. We'll hear you later today with Patrick on the Lombardi line. Thank you, guys. There he Merry is. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas Mike. to you, Michael Lombardi. Once again, check out the GM Shuffle podcast, too. They'll be recording that later on this morning. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray sitting in for Mitch and Paul. It is Follow the Money.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. The countdown to 2023 has started, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook has you covered to start the new year off with a bang. Join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to ring in 2023. Log on to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app on December 31st to receive a 22% profit boost. Then log in again on January 1st, 2023 for a 23% profit boost on any qualifying wager. That's right. Celebrate with Bet Rivers and get not one, but two profit boosts. It's a whole new game. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is Follow the Money sitting in for Mitch and Paul. They will be back tomorrow. And I want to do a little walk down memory lane here as we bring in our next guest. June 2nd, 2006, the Indianapolis Colts, whose team president and general manager at the time was Bill Polian, signed a scrappy young man (laughs) who had just recently been released by the Arizona Cardinals. That was you. And now Bill Polian joins us right now. Bill, what stood out? So much about my partner. I can't envision it. I don't understand why anyone would want to. I'm just kidding. But uh, 16 years ago, you made the decision to take a risk on this young man right here. Well, I didn't think it was much of a risk, very honestly. Um, you know, what stood out, arm strength, uh, athleticism, uh, 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 you know, quick football intelligence, general intelligence, leadership. It uh, wasn't much of a risk at all, and we thought it'd be a, a, a great compliment to uh, Peyton Manning. You know what's interesting, Bill, is Tom Moore is still doing it. <laughs> and I never forget getting there and, you know, meeting Tom and, and Howard Mudd. And I tell people this all the time, and I want, I'm fascinated by what you think of it. As great as Peyton was, and he's great, if – Young quarterbacks could get the same coordinator, same O-line coach for the early part of their career is such an advantage. Talk to me about just that consistency for these young guys as they come into the league. Well, it starts with confidence. You know, you can't find two more competent people than the late, great Howard Mudd 
probably as, as good as ever coached the position in the history of the league. And Tom Moore, who's now, I, I don't know, 84, 85, still coaching quarterbacks in Tampa Bay. Uh, Tom Brady talks about how much he contributes. In those days uh, when we were together in Indianapolis, he was the coordinator. Um, the two were side by side, just this one mind and two bodies in terms of how the offense should be run, what techniques we should use, how the players should be coached, uh, what the keys were for each individual play. All of that never changed in, uh, well, I guess for the 14 years we were together there. And, uh, and all 14 were with Peyton. So, you know, is Peyton a singular once-in-a-lifetime talent? Yes, no question about that. But I would say that Tom Moore and Howard Mudd are singular once-in-a-lifetime assistant coaches, and that's why that worked as well as it did. And if you look around the league today and you see the abysmal offensive line play, particularly when backups are in the game, and, and that always happens because of injuries, um, it, that never happened with us because of the way Howard coached them, the way we practiced, and and because of his genius and because of Tom's ability to make sure that the offense was learnable, coachable, and playable. I asked that to ask this question. If we move down to Miami, Bill, two was in year three, he's had multiple coordinators already on his second head coach, He's obviously struggling. As an organization, when you feel like you have a lot of the pieces in place to win a potential championship, and all of a sudden your quarterback is kind of being inconsistent, let's put that on his last stretch of three games, as it pertains to Tua in Miami, would you have patience because it's year one with Mike McDaniel or after three years regardless of the coaching situation, you kind of have an idea if he can get it done or not. Well, I think you have, you have to have some patience. Um, but you also have to, uh, delve, as you know, having played the position, delve deep into why what happened yesterday happened. I thought Tua played awfully well against Buffalo in, in, in tough weather conditions against a really good defense um, Tua wasn't the reason they lost that game. Uh, Buffalo was just better, really, in, when it's all said and done. And Josh Allen was just about better. He's a singular talent. Um, so that one, it really isn't a loss. You know, you got beat by a better team and a better player who played at his best when it counted. But yesterday, now you got to go back over the film and say, why did this happen? Why did he throw the first interception into a three-on-one? You know, there's three defenders over there. Did you not see the defenders? Did you blank out? Did you predetermine? You know, you played the position. Any one of those three or four things could happen. You could be under pressure. He wasn't. That's that's even worse. Um, an even worse situation for the autopsy because he wasn't under pressure. He wasn't chased out of the pocket. He wasn't making an ill-advised uh, Baker Mayfield like throw, uh, you know, nothing like that. He, he, he didn't see what was there. So why is that happening? To me, that seems fixable if it is not a long-term problem. But if it is a long-term problem, then the organization has a problem because if it can't be fixed, then you're going to get that kind of inconsistency. And you certainly don't want it in that situation at this time of the season. You know, we always preach critical efficiency in Indianapolis, right? Mm -hmm. Critical times, you have to be efficient. He wasn't. And that's so that, that you can't deny that. You got to get, do the autopsy, get to the bottom of it, see if it's fixable. Chat once again with Hall of Fame executive Bill Polian here on Follow the Money as Tim Murray and Sean King sitting in for Mitch and Paul. Uh, yesterday, just another. Poor performance, Bill, from De uh, from Russell Wilson. Throws three picks as uh, the Rams put it on the Denver Broncos. I know this season has been a complete wash and a massive letdown for the Broncos after everything they put in You know, to go get Russell Wilson. They changed coaches. 
Moving forward, when you look at this offseason upcoming for the Denver Broncos, it's not like they can really get off Russell Wilson's contract where it sits right now. What can the Broncos do moving forward? I think you asked three questions. If you're if, if you're if you're the the GM, maybe even the the owner, you ask or in concert with one another, you ask three questions. Number one is the system that Russell is in conducive to his maximum success, and he's part of that discussion. And it's got to be frank and open and honest. From from afar, it looks to me like the answer is no, but I'd, I'd, I'd want to have that discussion. Two, um, is the head coach capable of adjusting enough to make sure that what's around Russell and the way Russell needs to play is functional and workable? Now, they do not have an offensive line. Their offensive line has been decimated by injuries. So you take that into consideration. Who's coming back from that group? Who's going to be healthy? Who's good enough, et cetera? Is their receiving core good enough? I think the answer to that is yes, although Judy's not on the field a lot, and that that tends to be a problem. Um, And then finally, uh, you got to ask yourself, who yesterday, who yesterday, when there was nothing to be gained on Christmas Day, played hard and showed that they were a professional football player. Um, that's one that I think the GM can answer. I would. That's the first thing I would be looking for on the film today. Uh, I don't think you lay down and get blasted around on defense like they did, and, and you can accept, can accept that. You can't, you can't accept it. And people who, who played like that don't need to be on the team anymore. So that's, those three issues have to be dealt with. He's a Hall of Famer for his time uh, in the league, uh, most notably with the Indianapolis Colts and signing Sean King. I think the reason <laughs> you have that wonderful jacket in your closet is is probably because of that early summer day you shine oh, Sean King. Man. Hey, Bill, we appreciate Merry it. Great Christmas. stuff. Hey, my pleasure. Happy New Year, guys. Great to see you. There he is, Bill Polian. From, uh... He's the best. I love Bill. <laughs> He's awesome. You speak very highly about your time. In Indianapolis. But I loved Indy, man. I actually uh, rented my place from Bill out in really? Keystone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good times there. All right. We will wrap things up here on Follow the Money. Sean King, to Murray, what's in pocket? We take a look at uh, Monday Night Football one more time. There is a bowl game today as well. We'll wrap it up next year on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 